0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks have reportedly shown interest in Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons. Should the Mavericks make a trade for him? And let's talk about the Mavs versus the Blazers. All that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Lentzic, and this is Locked On oh, the Mavericks, NBA he hit it by nine, by nine. It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, if you don't believe you, shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome to your Locked On to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, Media Member and NBA Channel Manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, where we sure. Let it ride. It's a day late, but you can still let it ride, right? You can still let it ride for that. Thanks for being part of the show and make a lockdown maps. Your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Would you trade Tim Hardaway for Isaiah Stewart? Other things have to be included and in all that because of salaries and all that. But would you just do it? Let's say everything worked out. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizeFix.com slash Use the code LockedOnNBA for a full deposit match up to $100. We're going to talk about the Mavs versus the Blazers. Mavs get a win over the weekend. We'll talk about that. Luka Doncic just literally walking through the competition. Walking through it. We've got really good execution and really good contributions from Dante Exum again, from Tim Hardaway Jr., Derek Jones Jr., just good stuff all around. Got good stuff from Markeith Morris off the bench. Good stuff from uh, from pretty much almost everybody involved in this one. So I want to talk about that game. I want to definitely give it its due. But we'll start with Isaiah Stewart today because the rumor coming out of The Athletic is the Mavericks are interested in him. So what does that mean and all that? Uh, thanks everybody for sticking around and for all the messages I got where's the podcast where's the podcast we were going to have a postgame episode I had something lined up and then it fell through over the weekend uh, I was out visiting family and traveling and I've gotten like four hours of sleep and I kind of got sick on the way back I know there's a virus going around everywhere here in Dallas and so I may have picked it up in the airport on the way back because I'm not feeling that great today but your team every day means every day we're continuing on we'll have a post game later today for the nuggets game as well and so let's get into this all right the mavericks according to according to james edwards who knows the pistons covers the pistons for the athletic he did this whole thing about how the pistons have 23 straight losses and how something's got to be done right (laughs) i mean you get to 23 straight losses and you just got to make something happen something's got to give right and so he goes through all these different trade scenarios and it's like, you know, let's trade all these different guys. And then like the footnote of it, where he goes through a scenario in which, you know, they he goes through a, a bunch of different scenarios in a footnote. He said, other note contending teams like Boston, Oklahoma city, and Dallas have shown great interest in Isaiah Stewart. League sources tell the athletic. And so now, if you've logged onto Twitter at any point this morning, you know that the Mavs, uh, that, that Isaiah Stewart is now a player that the people are interested in, that he could he could help some things that the Mavericks do. And so I want to talk about him and I want to talk about how, like what he would bring to the team. The contract issues to trade for Isaiah Stewart are the same issues the Mavs have trading Josh Green. They both got signed to an extension. They were both part of that uh, that 2020 class, that weird come in during the COVID year 2020 class. They signed extensions and their extensions don't kick in until next year. And so they've got this poison pill contract. Uh, good friend of the show, um, uh, CBA Mavs on Twitter and CBA Mavs on um, on Mavs Moneyball put out a good piece about what it would take for the Mavericks to trade Josh Green. Does kind of the same stuff that it would be to trade, to trade uh, Isaiah Stewart. Just the numbers would be different. Like fill in the the nouns and like everything, like fill in the different nouns and the different values and everything else is like all the concepts are the same with it. It's just hard because when you trade out a player, that's a quote unquote poison pill contract, you're sending a team like more money or you're sending a team a different amount of money than you're receiving. It's not just like you look at, if you just try to trade these two even straight up for each other, you go to the, the trade machine on fanspo and say, all right, Josh green, you know, semi disappointing player for the Mavericks on an extension Isaiah Stewart, semi disappointing player on an extension for the for the Pistons. One making f- five point two million, one making four point seven. That's only like five hundred thousand dollars apart. They should be able to do that. Can't do it. <laughs> it's just the new CBA has made things difficult with things like that. It's not as easy to just go to the trade machine, make a trade, and send it out, which is, makes things less fun for us. But maybe helps the teams going forward. I don't know. I don't know why. But let's look at let's look at Isaiah Stewart. Let, let's let's look at the player himself, and let's say the Mavericks find a way to do it. Right, I, I don't want to spend too much time going through the cap minutia. There are other shows out there for that. Let's have some fun and think about what he would bring to the Mavericks if the Mavericks figured it out. Nico Harrison said, "You know what? We do have great interest in Isaiah Stewart. We want to go get him. We want to trade some stuff for him, or we want to, you know, send a contract over there, send some something over there, and let's let's get this guy. He's 23 years old in May, so he's 22 right now." He's in his 4th year in the NBA. Like I said, he signed that he signed that extension and here's his contract over the next couple of years here. He's making $5.2 million on the rookie deal this year. And for the next 4 years, he's making 15 million a year. That 4th year though, that's the 2027-28 year, is a team option. And so that's good. The Mavs, you know, the team would have team control over over that last year. And so if it was disappointing, you can get off that deal if you want. And so that's a positive. 15 million over the next couple of years is not even that much money if you think about how much money it is right now like what 15 142 is going to be the cap well it's like 10% of the cap and it'll go down after that it's not a, it's not a ton of what the cap is going to be and so okay yeah, it'd be not it'd be 10% next year 9.6 the next year 8.7 and then like under 8% after that so 15 is not as much as it was like 5 or 6 years ago so you've got to think about those numbers in your head Isaiah Stewart, the player though, I asked Kuka Hill, locked on Pistons, because he's watched him his whole career, knows everything about him. He's going to know way more than I do. And so this is what ku said about him. Just as a, I just asked him as a player, like who, who is he as a player right now? Because I knew what Isaiah Stewart's supposed to be. Like when you don't cover a team day to day, you know what they're supposed to be. You know, like a one sentence descriptor on him. But I wanted the whole thing. Here's what Koo said about Isaiah Stewart: Beef stew. He's a good defender, really good switch defender, underrated rim protector for his size. He's only six eight. He's this big body, like, you know, forward, center. They've played him at center at times. They've played him at four to start the year. They've played him next to Durin. They, they've tried all these different things with the Pistons, and obviously nothing is working. They've lost 23 straight games. So Isaiah Stewart, good defender at 6'8", you know, can hold his own, you know, decent rim protector. Koo said overall defensively he's pretty, he's pretty dang good. He's not going to transform your defense by himself like he's not an elite defender, but he's a very good defender, could fit in a system and all that. Extremely physical and has that Draymond type of attitude. Maybe he's not going to punch you, but remember he got into people. I remember, what was it, he, him and LeBron got into it before. So, like, he's 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 willing to, like, mix it up with people. So that's defense. And you hear that as a Mavericks fan, and you go, all right, I can get on board with that. Like, I can get on board with that type of guy. The Mavs need one of those guys. I mean, 6'8", bringing some size to that position. Nick, why can't he be the big wing that you 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 know the big wing that you've been talking about the Mavericks need to get the big defensive wing that they can bring in to be that guy <laughs> now let me tell you about the offensive end little different this is what Koo said not the best hands rolling to the rim struggles to finish in small spaces around the rim not a good passer not a ball handler doesn't set the best screens he's okay okay <laughs> so okay not a lot there he's been a developing shooter that's something they've really focused on in, uh, in Detroit, he has been trying to add the three-point shot. He took barely any his first two years. Last year, he took four a game and shot like 33%. So, like, not that great, but okay. This this year, he's taken three and a half a game and shooting like 37%. He's inconsistent, hasn't proven to be a good shooter consistently. So, he's like not good enough a shooter to be a stretch four because of the fours right now in the NBA, I mean, they, you have to shoot the ball really well. There's no more stretch fours. You have to shoot the ball well from, unless you're like a Draymond type where you can be elite, super elite in a different area. He said, "Ku said he could probably be good enough to be considered a stretch five. And so that's where I take, that's where I go with the Maverick side of this. If they want a guy like Isaiah Stewart, you're looking at him as your maxi replacement. You can't look at him as the, all right, we're going to shove him into the starting lineup and he's going to help anchor the defense. Like He's just not that good of He's not good enough of an offensive player. Look at what's happening with the Pistons right now. It's one of Ku's big complaints. I listen to Lockdown Pistons. It's my job. And he's been complaining about the lack of spacing in the like he's shooting 36% from three, but he's not hitting enough. And he's not a good enough shooter to where teams are, you know, just, oh, we got to stick with Isaiah Stewart. And so it's messing up their spacing. It's messing up a bunch of stuff. He's not a, 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 a good enough passer. He's not a good enough, you know, ball handler or create off the, or anything like that. So he's not adding anything on offense. He'll get some offensive rebounds here and there. He'll be physical. Not not good enough of a, of a screen setter. Like you're just hitting a point where there's too many things that are not good enough in areas where you'd need them to be. So if you're going to bring him in for the Mavericks, expect these things. He could be a bench defender. Okay, not really, not really making me excited right now. And a bench defender that comes in and, and brings that defense and like, who do you play him next to? Do you play him next to Dwight Powell? No. Do you play him next to Rashawn Holmes? No. Could you play him next to Lively? Like, no, you can't. And so, who would you play him next to? Grant Williams, Maxi Kleba. Like, you could try that back and forth, but then you're kind of stuck. You're you're not adding versatility to your lineup. You're not adding things like that. Like, you're just not. Add, he's just a tough. He's a he's a square peg, and the Mavs have a bunch of round holes that they need to fill. He's just. I don't think he would. He would fill those, those spots. He would bring good stuff defensively. The Mavericks could figure out how to use him. I think they could. I think they could with with the you know the Tim Hardaway Curry, I don't know who they end up trading for him, but let's, you know, the the shooting that the Mavs can bring off the bench around Isaiah Stewart and try and make that happen. And would Luca make him look better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Could it be a Derrick Jones Jr. situation where he comes in and all of a sudden he takes all these open threes, which he's getting open threes now because nobody trusts his shot. Sure, yeah. The thing is though, like I said earlier, it's very hard to trade for him because of how you have to move around the cap and maneuver that and try and figure out what to send out and back. So to me, I'm out. Like I, I don't I don't see how he comes in and helps the Mavericks. He's so young still. That contract could look really good, but I didn't like that contract when it happened. You can go back to Lockdown NBA. I was on Lockdown NBA that day when this contract goes down. I was like, I just don't really get this contract. I don't really get what they're getting. I don't get it with the long t- I don't get what this player is long term. And maybe the Pistons do, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, I just don't understand. what. How does he fit in a playoff atmosphere? No one's gonna guard him. He's got to hit enough threes in order to make it work. That's why you. If I if I can't envision you as a player that fits into a playoff rotation like this, I just don't want to invest the time in it for this Mavericks team. They're, they're, this is not a, a Mavericks team that's looking to develop guys long term. That do, that they need to add some things, right? Not looking to. Oh, well, here. Not looking to. Invest more time in people they have to develop long-term. Lively, Omax, Hardy, sure. But like, all right, bring in another project. <laughs> okay, you already got some projects right now you're working on. Josh Green even considers is kind of a project right now. And so that's where I am right now. I, I, the Mavericks are going to make a trade and give up assets and do all that. They've got to bring in somebody that's not a project. You've got to help the team right now. And that's where I am with that. Coming up, let's talk about this Mavs versus Blazers game. What did we see? How did Luka just walk, literally walk through the competition this one? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is go to Prize Picks and pick two to five players and two to six players, and you find their, their stat projections. Prize Picks has all these projections on all these players. Where if you ever play that game with your friends, how many points do you think this player is going to score? tonight or how many you know how many uh rebounds are they going to get or like let's add points rebounds assists together how many touchdowns do you think you, you know you just kind of like see who's right at the end of the game if you're watching it together well you do it again you do it and you could win some money on this go to pricefix.com/lockdown nba and you find those projections and so you pick more or less based on those projections. You can pick Luca, you know, more points than the projection. You can pick less points on other players, like I don't know, Devin Booker or whoever, you know, just pick, just pick a player randomly. I don't know. They also have a bunch of different specials and stuff going on all the time. I think for Christmas Day, I saw one of them. Yeah, they still have it up. Kevin Durant, 0.5 points. If you think Kevin Durant's gonna score one point on Christmas Day against the Mavericks, you win on that one. So pick those projections. And go to pricefix.com, see what's available for you. Again, go to pricefix.com slash Nba Get the first deposit match up to $100. So put 100 bucks in, you get 100 bucks as well. So you get $200 total to play with. Again, pricefix.com slash NBA Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to subscribe to the subtext to get more content, Video content, all that kind of stuff. I send rumors. I send notes. I send su- summaries to interviews on other shows. So I'll go watch the like the Rachel Nichols show, and I'll go. I'll send you just some notes and thoughts that I have about the interview and things like that. If you want stuff like that, subscribe to the Subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number. Either either way it works. All right, all right, Isaac. Let's get into this Mavs versus Blazers game. Luca, just on a different level. One player of the week for the last week. In the West, another forty point, twelve rebound, ten assist game. Yawn. I just, there's what more words can be said about Luca? You know he's he played f- um, sorry, sorry, He did play effing amazing. He really did, and like I think he probably. I need a recovery beer. He probably does need a recovery beer, and you know what? It's been too long. Luca's been too good for the for the win for Player of the Week. He gets. He gets the Doncic dance song because, man, he's just been so good. It's been so great to watch him and see what how he's been. I mean, honestly, since the birth of his kid. He's just been awesome and off the charts. In this game, he went 15 of 28. And we didn't see as much double teaming early on in the game as we saw later on in this game. We've seen a lot of doubling recently, but it started around the, the third quarter where they really started getting a double. But what they were giving him was they were dropping. They were playing in drop coverage. DeAndre Ayton would, instead of stepping up to the screen with Luca and like either doubling or the Blazers deciding to switch and give Luca the mismatch. They had DeAndre Ayton, the center drop back and they had Luca just, he can get his little mid range floater going wherever he wanted to. Luca's took 16 two point shots in this game. <laughs> 16, and he hit 11 of them. He was 11 of 16 from two. And he hit a bunch of mid range shots. He had a bunch of real close shots. Uh, actually, I kind of look look at his his uh shot chart here. Yeah, he just hit a bunch of shots close. He had a bunch. He had like five mid, like little mid range, like the 10 feet that like the eight to 10 feet kind of thing where he gets into the paint and he just rises up over a player and hits a floater. That happened. At the beginning of the third quarter, the Mavericks were up by 11 at halftime. They come in from the third quarter. Luka, Exum, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, and Dwight Powell. We'll talk about Lively in a second. That's one of my other big takeaways from this one. And 18 seconds in, Luka gets the exact same thing I just referenced. Aiden drops back, and then, you know, the, he gets he gets Simon's in front of him and flat footed and Luca rises up, hits a floater and Chauncey Billups, the Blazers head coach calls a timeout 18 seconds into the quarter. They just ended the, they just ended halftime and Luca comes out, hits one shot at him, and they go, you know what? Everything we just talked about, we got to talk about it again. Cause you guys aren't executing this. And so Luca hits that free throw free throw line type shot. And it was just, he literally walked through the competition in this one. I have not, I don't know if I've seen an easier 40 point game, from somebody. There's a, a point at like five minutes. This is going around social media all over the place. I'm seeing this this clip. About five minutes in the second quarter. And Luca gets a rebound. And just literally walks almost. From one side of the court to the other. Harp and we were talking about it. It looked like a YMCA basketball play. Because it looked like it was in slow motion. It looks like you're playing with guys that have like lost a step. But are still really good. And just not as athletic as they used to be. It was wild to watch Luca like. Just operate in this game, uh, considering even how many defenders that they have. Like you just can't throw a good defender out. You just can't throw defenders at Luca right now. He's too good. So that's why teams have been double teaming him a lot. He talked about that after the game. Talked about how you know he's been enjoying enjoying the double teams almost because the team has been working well despite you know him being like able to be in the play. Mavs had 27 assists in this game. Uh, Blazers only had 17. so The Mavs were, were passing the ball, and they had 27 assists. Luka had 10 of them. So that means 17 assists came from some from, some, from other players. They're passing it around and kicking it around and all that. So Luca, absolutely incredible. The non Luca minutes were huge in this one too, because in the the second quarter, Luca sat out, and he got to sit out almost like almost half of the second quarter, which is huge. He only ended up playing only. Uh, he only ended up playing 37 minutes in this game, but that's only for Luka right now because he has been playing like 40 minutes every single night. But he got to sit out the whole the whole beginning of the second half, or the whole beginning of the second quarter because the Mavs won those minutes 18-5 to five with Curry, Exum, Tim Hardaway, Grant Williams, and Markeith Morris. They were passing the ball around. They were getting stops. They were kicking it out in transition. Exum was making good cuts, and Grant Williams had a couple of good drives, and he had it. You know he had a decent showing in this one. Uh, that was the only shot that he made, but I thought he made an made an impact on the defensive end. Just just great run. And then in the then in the what was it the fourth quarter, Luca subbed back in at the seven minute mark, and they you know the Mavs won those minutes too, eight to six. So they won the non Luca minutes. If You go overall twenty six to, do my math here twenty six to uh, eleven, they won the non Luca minutes. Huge. That's massive in any game like this. So Luka Doncic leads this one. He's been an amazing leader for the Mavericks this season. We've talked about that all week, last week. And I just want to highlight it again because I feel like that he's setting the tone for everybody else. The way that he can create his offense, the way that he's unselfish in his offense. Even he took 28 shots and I felt like he was unselfish at times in this game because when he was getting doubled, he passes it away. And he's like, all right, I'll be the decoy on this play. Coming up, though, I want to talk about Derek Lively because he goes down with an injury. He's going to be out for this Denver game, this next one. And so we want to talk about what that means for the team going forward. And so we'll break that all down and talk about what it means coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of uh, props and odds, player spreads, all that kind of stuff. And go to FanDuel.com slash on right now. You can put $5 down on any money line and you can win or you get $150 if your team wins. So you get the money that you win off of the money line bet, plus you also get $150 in the, in the bonus bets that you can add. Right now, the Mavs are a plus 270 underdog against the Denver Nuggets. By the time you're listening to this, that may, the game may have already happened. But for example, so you can put down $5 on that money line. Mavs win this game and then you get the $150 plus whatever you win in that as well since they're plus 270. That's a pretty good profit right there. Nuggets are minus 335. There's all kinds of different money lines you can put stuff down on. So go check it out. They have futures as well. They have star player props. They have Luka ones. Yeah, they do. So for a game, for example, Lucas over under for tonight for the Mavs versus the Nuggets game is 33 and a half. Interesting. 33 and a half without Kyrie. It seems like he's going to, he, he seems like he just walks onto a court and puts up more than 33 and a half right now. So I think I might go over on that one. Um, you can put money down on that. Let's say, all right, if I put down 10 bucks, I win like $8. if I put down 50 bucks, I can win $42. Uh, on that one so all kinds of, of cool stuff like that again fanduel.com slash locked on i have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more i have no reason to play that drop i don't know why it was just the one i picked <laughs> all right all right isaac let's get into the rest of this game Derek lively at the six minute mark of the first quarter goes out with an injury he is going up for a rebound an offensive rebound attempt jeremy grant kind of like like walks into him and then goes wide legged on it. Deandre Ayton kind of pushes Derek Lively and pushes him into him. And then Luca's going for the rebound. It's like a big hubble, like like huddle of, of like masses <laughs> in the air. Derek Lively comes down on Jeremy Grant's foot and he goes, and then he goes down. You can tell he tweaked his ankle. He's wearing a walking boot at shoot around uh, for the, for the Blazers game. And so if the Mavericks going to be without him for a little while, that's tough. Rashawn Holmes missed the last game. The Maver- and the Maxi Kleba's been out with this dislocated small, like pinky toe forever, it feels like. And the Mavs are really sucking wind right now (laughs) at at the big spot. There's one one silver lining I can put to this if the Mavs are going to be without Lively for an extended period of time. One silver lining. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pitch it to you. The Mavs small ball units have not been that good this season. They just haven't. They've tried it. They've run with Grant at the five. They've run with, I, I don't know if we can count Maxie at the five as as a small ball unit in the NBA anymore. They've tried all kinds of different stuff like that. They tried Markeith Morris at the five. That actually worked in this Blazers game. We'll mention that a little bit later, but their small ball units have not been good. I think their small ball units do need to be good because Derek Lively, there's going to be a playoff series the Mavs play. I don't know who it's going to be against. We can go up and down the lineup and we can talk about it. There's going to be a a game a, a team where he's going to struggle against. There's going to be some where he's going to be good, but there's going to be some where we go, oh, my gosh, the Mavs are just – they cannot play Derek Lively in this right now. Rookie center in the playoffs against the team, you know, can't it doesn't have a reliable shot right now, foul prone. <laughs> there's just going to be a matchup where we go, oh, my gosh, they need a different look. They need to have a different look. And I don't think it can be Dwight Powell. I'm not sure it can be Rashawn Holmes. They've got to have a different look. And they've got to have a five-out spacing look, which is why I think Jason Kidd was trying to push Maxi as the backup five early. Like, let's run a ton of these minutes so that we can figure out this lineup early in the season so in the playoffs, hopefully, we can play that more. They've got to find that kind of look. They've got to find something like, and this is what the, this is what the regular season is for, to run that. I think they should run a bunch of minutes like that. Especially against a team like Denver, just try it. See what happens. You're not favored to win this game. What was the Fanduel line? They're not favored to win this game at all. What are they? <laughs> like a they're an eight and a half point underdog because Kyrie's not going to play, Lively's not going to play. So you're you're down eight and a half points. It's one of the you know it's it's not a it's not a huge spread, but it still is a decent one. Run the small ball units. Try it out. See what happens. The Morris at five seems to have worked. I want to see Grant Williams at five a little more. They've tried that here and there, and it hasn't worked really at all. Uh, l- let's see what it looks like if, if Derek Lively is going to be out. Because you want to win games, but you also want to try to experiment in this too. The Grant Williams at the five lineups have actually been pretty good, but they haven't run it very much at all. 116 possessions. That's not That's not a ton. Let's run it. Let's see what happens. Run that. See what kind of looks you can get out of it. See, you know, how the team reacts to it. See what kind of problems you run into. See what kind of, you know, like how it benefits your team going forward. I think that's the one silver lining you could take if Lively's going to miss some some time here. He's in a walking boot, so we'll see. Didn't seem like it was going to be uh, months, you know, or weeks or whatever, but we'll see. You just don't know. Uh, with ankles, it can, it can be tough, and you don't want to mess with it. Same thing with Kyrie with, the, with his foot injury. You just don't want to mess with feet injuries. You just don't want to like risk it. Other players, I thought, had a big impact in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. continues just to play uh, pretty well in in Kyrie's absence. Twenty five points in this one, not efficient, but scored when they needed him to. Five threes, and he hit two other shots out of that. Four free throws as well. Got a couple, got another charge or so. He's got fifteen, I think, now tied with with Brunson. I think now for the lead, he was a plus twelve in this game because the minutes, uh, especially the minutes that he played in that that second quarter without Luca, and then in the third quarter when the Mavs pushed back after the Blazers went on a they went on a ten 0 run, cut it to eight, and the Mavericks were like, no, <laughs> we're we're taking this lead back. He was great. Derek Jones Jr. was really good. Hit a couple of threes. He seems to be back there. Four assists for Derek Jones Jr. too, which is not something that he does a ton. But the Mavs were moving the ball around, getting the ball to, to different players. And he had an alley-oop from Markeith Morris off of a Luka double team that was great. That was with a minute left in the game. It uh, sealed it. Derrick Jones Jr., just great. He had a couple of good drives, too, where this is the, this is the stuff we want to see, the advanced stuff from the from the Mavericks' wings. You get the ball on the, on the three-point line, and if somebody comes and closes out on you, because teams are starting to respect Derrick Jones Jr. from three now, they run out and try and close out, you've got to be able to attack that closeout. And guys in the past weren't able to really do that. Reggie Bullock famously just didn't do that at all, really. Didn't attack closeouts. But Derrick Jones Jr., one dribble, had a little crossover, finished with an and one on one drive attempt, and I was like, let's go. Let's go. Dante Exum just continues to be really, really good, too. Oh, my gosh. 18 points in this one. He had three assists. He was looking for his own shot a little bit more in this one. Eight of 11. One of two from three. So he was getting his stuff done in the paint. He was attacking he was getting to the he got to the line one time on a i think it was a technical but he or maybe it was the i think he had an and one uh, only two turnovers we keep pointing out how he just doesn't turn the ball over that often which is so huge and crucial he's the third ball handler for the Mavericks it's been amazing to watch him over this stretch and just to see what he's brought this team uh and i will keep saying the same stuff about him because it continues to be true he continues to keep bringing it and I'm very glad that he is my my stake in the Exim state has been is looking really good right now. And every game, he just adds to it, and he becomes a bigger part of this team. And when Kyrie comes back, the Mavericks are going to have a weird situation to figure out in that starting lineup. Or when, and when when Josh comes back, Mavs' team is pretty deep right now. It's nice. They, they're, they're, their depth is really helping them. This schedule, though, coming up is really what's going what's gonna to be, really test this team and test this depth and see what it's really all about. But there you go. Isaiah Stewart rumors, Mavs versus the Blazers, a good win for the Mavericks. They're 16-9 now. They're pretty comfortably sitting in um, sitting in third place in the West right now. But only two games separates the Mavs at three and the Rockets at nine. So you can't really fall asleep in the West at all at any point in this season. And the Mavs are looking to get Luka some rest at some point because he's just been playing so much. But... There you go. Guys, let us know in the comment section if you would trade Tim Hardaway for Isaiah Stewart straight up, if you could figure out all the money and all that. We'll be back tonight. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.